Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. First Nations chiefs, you know, we touched upon this last night, uh, representing 200 First Nations communities, uh, met with senators in Ottawa, hoping to kill a bill that stands in the way of their very independence. And I think uh, they believe it actually stands in the way of reconciliation. The Eagle Spirit Energy uh, project is a proposed pipeline that would give First Nations true independence. It would allow for millions of barrels of crude to be shipped, billions of liters of natural gla- you know, gas to flow, and it would create jobs. It would lift First Nation members out of poverty, and it would be the first big indigenous-led infrastructure program in our country's history. The problem is Bill C-48, which is now awaiting Senate approval in its second reading. It bans tankers from taking oil from Canada to international waters. Not all tankers, just those with our oil. So these First Nations chiefs went straight to Ottawa, hoping to convince these independent step senators to stop this bill, which they look at as Trudeau being very reckless on energy policy that will hurt them. Calvin Helene is the president of Eagle Spirit Pipeline, also a member of the La Quetzal uh, Alam First Nation. He joins us now. Calvin, it's uh, not very often that so many First Nations chiefs uh, head to Ottawa and certainly uh, appear uh, and meet with the Senate. How do you think it went yesterday? Um, I, I think it went very well. We we went there with um, the intent of um, sponsoring an information session to inform the senators of the direct uh, harm that Bill C-48 would impose on, on uh, First Nations communities. And so um, there were three groups, the Eagle Spirit Chiefs Council, the Indian Resource Council, which represents all of the uh, petroleum-producing uh, Indigenous uh, communities across uh, Saskatchewan and, and Alberta, and uh, a new organization called the Na- National Chiefs Coalition, which was basically um, set up to um, address the, um, basically advocate responsible natural resource development. And um, we were, and, and those three, three groups represented about 200 communities, and we were also supported by the Canada's four craft pipeline unions that represent about 330,000 members in Canada. This is a, this to me is such a no-brainer, and, and to me this is just such an opportunity. Can you characterize it? Because there's so much misinformation, I think, when it comes to First Nations uh, groups across the country and when it comes to resource like oil. What does this mean to First Nations communities across this country? Well, for a lot of the community, well, for all of the communities that, uh, that were represented, um, they are facing just horrendous uh, social um, issues. So the statistics in Indigenous communities are, are awful. Everybody knows about them. You know, a typical uh, uh, young uh, Aboriginal person faces uh, a likelier prospect of going to jail and graduating from school. Um, at one point, McLean's Magazine had an article that was 
pointing out that the um, a lot of the social social uh, statistics in indigenous communities are worse than are are as bad as as Nigeria and Sudan, mm-hmm. which are third world countries. And most communities are uh, characterized by 90% or more unemployment. And if you um, you put that in the context of your average non-Indigenous community, those would be considered the most horrendous circumstances in the world. And and the and the um, the community leaders are faced with the prospect of trying to figure out what to do. And um, you know, several a um, hundred or so years of uh, of um, a basic um, government control over communities through uh, transfer payments has not relieved any problems, and Indigenous people want to start generating their own source revenue. They, they are prepared to take care of their own problems, and um, they uh, basically, uh, the, the group that got together for the Eagle Spirit Project wanted to basically bring, uh, basically create the most advanced um, environmental model in the world, and, and we've done that. We, are, we would be able to produce uh, Canadian oil with a, a smaller um, CO2 footprint than any other oil on the planet. For 2 million barrels of oil per day shipped through a pipeline for a year, that would reduce from the current way they're producing oil that would reduce about a, over 100 megatons of, uh, of CO2 out of the atmosphere, which would be ab- about a seventh or more of the entire Canadian CO2 footprint. It, it would also um, extract the oil directly out of the ground as an upgraded bitumen. So um, what a lot of environmentalists complain about is the um, the tailings ponds that are left, well, you leave all of that that stuff, including the asphaltines and the heavy metals, in the ground in the geologic structure and where, you know, it's stable and, there, and it doesn't create any kind of environmental problem. And the last thing that, that uh, we will be able to do with the new technology, they use about currently about 45 million cubic meters a year of water, and it's a big complaint from environmentalists. Well, this system recirculates water. So we've, we've pretty much answered all of the questions, but for the, um, the ideological environmental community, um, nothing is ever good enough. Right. And um, so how do, you, how do you answer any of these questions? You know, if, you, if we step back a little bit, on the on the CO2 issue, there's no question CO2 is a problem. Canada produces about one and a half percent or so a year, and uh, but if you look at the uh, the sources of CO2, almost 95 percent of the CO2 in in the world is is produced um, from uh, burning coal, mm-hmm. and China produces about 30 percent of the CO2 in the world. Um, one uh, LNG pipeline will take out about 40 to 60 um, coal-fired power generation plants in China and, and, uh, and, and reduce a huge amount of CO2, maybe about 60 megatons, um, uh, 60 megatons a year, which is an enormous reduction. So CO2 is a world problem. Yeah. And by selling the oil and the gas produced in the greenest way with 
the uh, regulations that we have in Canada, with the human rights records we have in Canada, we can actually create a net reduction in CO2 simply by selling a product to China. Yeah, but that, that doesn't fit the narrative. You know that. The, 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 I, I the know activists that, yeah. have, have completely hijacked the conversation. Um, and the bottom line is this is a government that campaigned on reconciliation with First Nations. Why then would they not give this um, particular pipeline, um, you know, a, a good look at? And because Bill C-48, for those who don't understand it, this would essentially ban this bans tankers, but not for anyone else, just for Canada. Why wouldn't Trudeau then, um, you know, look at that if he wants real reconciliation for First Nations? Absolutely. Like a lot of the Indigenous people in Canada were very hopeful with all of the rhetoric that uh, preceded the previous election. And this is what he's delivering. It's uh, it's unbelievable. Um, you know, we have a situation where crude oil is, is shipped everywhere else in Canada. In the East Coast, there's about 4,000 inbound tankers a year producing mm. or shipping about 82 million tons of various petroleum products. And most of that is being shipped into, uh, uh, about 90% is being shipped into Quebec City and Montreal. Mm -hmm. Now, it, would there ever be a situation where the federal government would propose banning the shipment of a very valuable commodity in any other province in Canada like Quebec? Yeah. Not a chance. No, of course not. Not a chance. And so the the issue that this also, I think, raises for everybody else where oil's being shipped in, in Canada is, um, you know, is their environment chopped liver? I mean, it, it makes no sense. And, and the fact that they're doing this when, according to the government's, federal government's own detailed study, they were going to make... Uh, all their decisions based on scientific-based uh, evidence and so on. Um, they've done a study in the past on the coast here, and actually the worst place to ship oil out of it from a risk point of view uh, is where they're planning to ship oil um, out of Burnaby and the TMX pipeline. That had a risk profile of 27 to 28, the highest. Uh, where we're planning to ship uh, uh, oil from had the lowest risk pro profile of 1 to 2. So um, why is this being done? And really, I think the, the chiefs have come to the conclusion that um, what's basically happening is there's been a, a uh, big movement in the U.S. of cash into environmental uh, NGOs in Canada the from funding. Yeah. Big, big American foundations, and they targeted uh, uh, isolating the oil sands and Canadian uh, petroleum products, uh, and um, and they started by um, putting in place this so-called Great Bear Rainforest on on the VC uh, coast. Well, well, that whole thing is a fiction. Yeah. The our community, the community that I'm from, controls a very critical area, about 120 kilometers south of the Alaskan border, which includes all of the industrial area around Prince Rupert and so on. Um, and uh, the government keeps saying that they've consulted everybody. Not one single person talked or visited to anyone in our community. Calvin, and, let me just uh, jump in because I'm running up against the clock. But I just want to sure. ask, if Bill C-48, which is on second reading, if in fact this gets adopted um, and it goes through and, and this energy corridor, this Eagle Spirit line uh, dies because of that, what happens? 
Well, um, already uh, the Lacolamps First Nation has filed a writ that, that if if that uh, bill becomes law to quash it for lack of consultation. Uh, Our Chiefs Council passed a resolution to do the same thing, and the National Chiefs Coalition Council has done the same thing. And politically to Trudeau, would would it be a game-changer for the relationship between Trudeau and First Nations? Um, I don't know if anything gets through to to this uh, elitist government. Um, They're, you know, what, what really sticks in the craw of most community leaders is that um, this government seems to be imposing um, policy on their lands, which they've looked after for 10,000 years, based on the uh, the dictates of um, fly-in celebrities and, and these out-of-area uh, out um, environmentalists. Yeah. It, it makes no sense whatsoever. It, it, it really, I think, is a case of willful blindness, and uh, if you want to borrow another legal term, willful negligence. I mean, they're, they're this, these policies aren't just harming Indigenous people; they're destroying the 10% of our uh, uh, part of our economy that provides 10% of the G- GDP. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely divided the country. Well, Calvin, I'll, I'll stay on this, and I know that this is uh, coming through third reading very soon, so we'll stay on this and we'll catch up with you uh, to see where the fight goes. Thank you so much for joining us. Sure. Just in closing, we also plan to file a, um, a, uh, a human uh, human rights violation with the United Nations for breach of the United Nations uh, um, Declaration on the Rights of Indigenous right. People and, and so on and so forth. So those will be taken forward. It's unbelievable with this supposedly reconciliation government that 200 First Nations are having to do this. Indeed it is, but here we are. Calvin, we'll be in touch. Thank you for joining us. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. That is Calvin Helene, president of the Eagle Spirit Pipeline. You'll be hearing more about that. You know it, so we'll keep an eye on it. Here on Point, I'm Alex Pearson. This is Global News Radio.